You're listening to the Radical Disruption Podcast with Maya Nicole, nursing student turned multi-six-figure online entrepreneur. Here we talk all things real and raw when it comes to entrepreneurship and what it really takes to get to the next level. Leave the small biz talk at the door and buckle up for the tangible, tactical, and actionable steps that will help guide you in building a disruptive business. Let's dive into the show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Radical Disruption. I feel like it has been ages since I've sat down to record a podcast episode. I've been batching out so many podcasts in advance as I am prepping for maternity leave. So even though you keep hearing episodes drop every single Tuesday and you will continue to hear episodes drop every Tuesday, I'm not necessarily recording every single Tuesday. I would say it's probably, I mean, we're talking realistically here, like every other week I'm recording like two to three episodes. So that keeps me really ahead of the game. And so today, what I'm sitting down and doing is I'm batching out four podcast episodes, maybe five if I'm feeling up to it and if my back is feeling up to it. Uh, This third trimester, my back has been killing me, but that's the goal for today is either four or five episodes and that will get me through the next two months actually because I have so much already prepped out in advance, which is good because again, I'm doing this to be able to step away for maternity leave and still be able to drop episodes for you every Tuesday. But before I dive into today's episode, I just want to say, if you're someone who loves hearing behind the scenes of what's going on, I have a new fun little update for you, which is probably not that fun for you. But for me, this is a really big deal. So if you've been staying up to date on what my podcast studio looks like, aka my closet, I got an upgrade. And by I got an upgrade, I mean I made my own upgrade. So normally I'm sitting on the floor with a pillow under my bum with my back against the wall. And then I have this little like food tray table where my laptop and my microphone are set up. And then I balance my ring light in the background, like on top of my shoes. I don't even know what it, I guess it's necessarily called, but I guess like a shoe stand in my closet. So I'll balance that on top of the shoes. That's what my normal setup looks like. Now I've upgraded. And the reason why I upgraded is because of my back pains. Uh, I brought in my office chair and I have three boxes stacked in front of me with my laptop on top of those three boxes, plus my microphone. And then in the background, I have my ring light. So if you're visualizing things, that is the setting that we are in today. You and I chatting, we're in my closet, but it's elevated now. We moved off the floor. We're still in the closet, but now I'm in a comfy chair for the sake of my back. And that's the only way that I'll be able to patch out four or five episodes today. Someday I will have a real podcast studio, but today is not that day. So (laughs) with all that being said, let's dive into today's topic, which is master resale rights. Now, I went back and forth about whether I wanted to talk about this on the podcast probably like five or ten times. I would put it on my schedule. I was like, yes, I'm going to batch this. And I'd be like, no, actually, I don't want to batch that. And then I was like, yeah, actually, I do. And we're back at it now. And the reason being is because I continually keep getting messages from people asking what my thoughts are and my opinions and pros and cons and all sorts of different things. And so I wanted to have a permanent place where I could share my thoughts on this. And I also think that just, and this will all make a lot more sense in a minute when I dive deeper into my thoughts on this and in the background on master resale rights. But 
I think that this will probably be something that comes back up again in a few years from now. And so I want to be able to have this podcast episode to share my thoughts when it comes back up in a few years, because I just think it's a trend and I think that it's going to die out. But all that being said, don't want to get too ahead of myself and give you all the tea before we really even have time to jump into the tea. Let me start off by explaining what are master resale rights. And if you are listening to this and you're like, I have no idea what master resale rights are. What the heck is my even talking about? This is for you. So master resale rights, you'll often see it abbreviated as MRR. And this is not to be confused with monthly recurring revenue, which is what I thought someone meant when they asked me about it the other day. Actually, it was like when this whole commotion of master resale rights and people uh, were starting to really talk about it. And I would say it's still a pretty heavy trending topic right now. But like when it was like at the peak, there were people in my direct messages as well as in question boxes on my stories who were asking me, what are your thoughts on MRR? (laughs) In my head, I'm like, monthly recurring revenue? Yeah, I'm a big fan. Definitely (laughs) go for it. You know, I think that's so smart. But then I realized that's actually not what they were talking about. It was actually master resale rights. So master resale rights, they allow a buyer of a course to resell the course as their own, as well as the rights to that course. So an example is that I sell a course that has master resale rights. You can buy that course and then you can market and sell that course as your own. You can add to that course, but the original content that I created, that I added to that course, it has to stay inside. Or if you don't want to add to it, you can just keep it as you bought it. And then anyone who buys the course from you can then do the same exact thing and so on and so forth, right? So there's basically no end to people purchasing and then being able to resell resell it as their own. And you're not required to resell the course that you buy. It is optional, but actually, I'm not going to get it myself. We're just going to leave it at that. Something I will say, though, that I do want to note right off the bat at the beginning of this conversation is that master resale rights isn't new. Even though people are making it seem like it's new, it's actually been around for, okay, in terms of like the online space, it's been around for a long time. And so it's an old fad with a new take. It's been around since I want to say off the top of my head, I remember I was reading an article where someone was talking, actually, I wasn't reading an article, I was reading a Reddit thread, which this master resale rights is the first time that I've actually gone down a rabbit hole in Reddit threads. And it was so interesting to me. That is a whole nother topic for another day. But that was the first time that I've like dove into Reddit threads. And it was so, so, so interesting. I learned so much. (laughs) There were so many opinions that were being shared. And I just learned so much. And I loved it. But anyway, someone was talking about how master resale rights isn't a new thing. And they were talking about how it was, I want to say like in the early 2000s, how bloggers or anyone who's writing like more long form contents, so like articles and things like that, were using the same type of concept. And so it's not new by any means. So now for what's going on right now with master resale rights. Again, master resale rights, you can buy a course, you can market it as your own course. So you can offer resale rights with really any type of offering, not just a course. You can do this with ebooks, courses, videos. I mean, you can't do it with one-on-one coaching because you can't resell yourself. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to that point in the future. Who knows? That'll be a whole nother conversation for another day. But the hype and craze right now is specifically around one marketing course that people are buying and reselling. So again, you can do master resale rights with really any type of offering that's a one-to-many offering, like ebooks, templates, courses, videos, things like that. 
But the hype, specifically, the, the craze right now is around one specific marketing course. Here are my thoughts. People are buying something that hundreds to thousands, honestly, probably thousands at the point of me recording this, of other people are buying. Thousands of other people are buying this. So everyone who buys can make copies and resell those copies. And then everyone who buys those can resell those too. So what does this lead to? It leads to market saturation. If everyone is selling the same exact thing, marketed very similarly, because they're all going to implement what they learned inside of the course, which is a marketing course, and everyone is claiming it as their own, then it's all going to look exactly the same. Let me repeat that. (laughs) What does this lead to? Market saturation. But Here's the big thing for me. There's actually two big things here for me. Number one, people are looking for instant gratification. If you want to buy the course to learn about digital marketing, great. Do it. I mean, something I'll say from what I've heard, I haven't been through this offer myself, is that it's not that great of an offer. So there's a bajillion other digital marketing courses out there that probably would be better in terms of investing in, but that's just a side note. Again, I haven't been through the offer, so I can't speak from experience. I can just only speak from what I've heard from other people. But again, if you want to buy the course to learn about digital marketing, great. But the way that this course is being marketed is as a business opportunity and not a learning opportunity. It's being marketed as buy it and then sell the crap out of it, make a bunch of money, And it's going to be really easy. And I even saw some marketing that literally said, (laughs) building your own course takes time and work. Master resale rights is a way to make money by selling something else that someone else has made. No joke. Okay, that wasn't exactly a quote, but it might as well have been a quote because that's exactly like the gist of what they were saying. And it made me laugh because I'm like, this is, I don't want to say that this is necessarily a pyramid scheme. I mean, there's a little bit of scheminess to it, but in terms of like what a pyramid scheme is, like if we look up the definition of a pyramid scheme, this doesn't quite fit underneath that. That's, again, I'm not going to dive into that topic, but a little bit schemey. And it definitely is people looking for instant gratification, which is to me, I'm like, nope, like the whole overnight success thing of like, hey, you know, do this and make $30,000 in two weeks. I'm like, nope, not on board with that whatsoever. So you may not have to make the offer, but just like any other offer, you still have to sell it. And selling, in my opinion, is one of the hardest things to learn. One of the most important things as a business owner, for sure. And it is also one of the hardest things to learn. Plus, you're not making money off of your students reselling the offer. So why would you not just create your own offer and then have an affiliate program for it? Because that's going to be beneficial for your affiliates. And it's also going to be beneficial for you. Because again, with master resale rights, any student who buys your course, they can then go out and market it as their own. And you're not making any commission off of that whatsoever. So again, the only way that you make money is by selling the course yourself. It doesn't matter how many students you have inside of that course. Those students, if they go out and sell something, you're not making any money off of that. So why would you not just build an affiliate program where it could be both mutually beneficial for you and your affiliate? 
I don't know. Just my thoughts there. Okay, the second thing, though, in terms of what is really big for me around master resale rights is if you really want to build a brand that stands out and build something that lasts, and I'm talking like long-term successful business, not like, oh yeah, like my business is around for one year or two years. No, I'm talking like long-term successful business. The people that you look at where you're like, I aspire to be that person. Like we're talking like, Jenna Kutcher, we're talking Russell Brunson, like people who have really successful businesses who have built a brand for themselves. If you want to be in that position, you have to build something that is unique and your own. If you want to be seen as a leader in any industry, I don't care what industry, I don't care what niche you are in. If you want to be seen as a leader, you have to be an innovator. You have to be a disruptor. (laughs) Radical disruption, right? You have to do something different. And master resale rights is not going to get you into that position. So don't get sucked in by the instant gratification, the overnight success, and lose focus of the ultimate goal, which is most likely for, I would assume for anyone who's listening to this podcast right now, that you want long-term success in your business, something that's sustainable, something that does stand out, something that makes an impact, something that is unique, Something that when people look at that, they say, wow, that is amazing. Wow, that is so unique. Wow, I'm so grateful that he or she put that out into the world. How do you do that? By not doing master resale rights. All right, the last thing I want to hit on here is what is the difference between master resale rights and affiliate marketing? Because I I did talk about that, right? Where I was like, hey, if you want to have people who are sharing this offer why don't you just create an affiliate program for it? So affiliate marketing, you aren't allowed to market the offer as your own or make changes to the offer. So affiliates, they do not own the offer. As an affiliate, you promote the offer on behalf of the business. And so by promoting the offer, you're going to make a percentage of the sales commission, which is usually anywhere between 10 to 30%. Now with master resale rights, You actually own the offer and you can make changes to that offer. You still have to keep whatever is inside of that offer when you buy it, but you can add updates to it, right? You also get to keep 100% of the profit with master resale rights and you don't have to refer customers to the business like in affiliate marketing because you are the one that's selling the offer as if it is your own. So the biggest difference between affiliate marketing and master resale rights is the ownership of the offer as well as the profit, right? So affiliate marketing, you don't own the offer. Master resale rights, you do own the offer. Affiliate marketing, you get 10 to 30% commission, uh, which would be your profit. And then in master resale rights, you get 100% of the profit. So that's the difference between master resale rights and affiliate marketing. I could go on and 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 on for days and days and days about why I do not recommend master resale rights. I have so many more thoughts, but I'm going to leave it at this just for the sake of simplicity. And just because I don't want to go so above and beyond where you're like, okay, wow, like that was really way over passionate about master resale rights. But I really want you to see success in your business. And I want you to see success long-term. And I want you to build something that is sustainable. And I want you to build something where you're like, I believe in this wholeheartedly with everything that I have. And it's not to say that you're not going to see failures along the way, but I just feel it in my heart that so many people who are diving into master resale rights are going to, and 
diving into it, whether they're creating their own courses and setting it up to sell with master resale rights or purchasing a course that has master resale rights, either way, I think that those people are going to look back and really wish that they didn't do that. You know, you're going to see these claims on social media. I see it all the time. Every time I'm on my Explore page, I see this. It's blowing up all over social media still to this day, even like I think it's been like a month or so since like this originally first came out, which is another reason why I was like, do I really want to add fuel to (laughs) this conversation? But I just feel like it's so important for me to share my opinions on this because I am just so passionate about you building something that is sustainable that's going to last for a really long time. But I just think that those people who are diving into it are going to look back and just regret it, honestly. So don't get caught up in these claims of, make 30k in two weeks. And the reason why I keep bringing that example up is because that's literally, I kid you not, a reel that popped up on my Instagram account from someone who's doing master resale rights. And, you know, it's not to say that it doesn't work, but it's like, for how long does it work? And for how many people does it work? And again, we're talking market saturation, right? Anyways, that is it on this conversation. I would actually love to know your thoughts on master resale rights shoot me a direct message and share any thoughts and opinions, whether you agree with me, whether you disagree with me, I would just absolutely love to hear what you have to say. So shoot me a direct message on Instagram and let's chat. If this episode has served you in any way, I'd love it if you shared what you've learned, any aha moments that you may have had, or something that you loved, and tag me on Instagram at Maya Nicole. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review so that we can continue to learn and grow together. Thank you so much for your support. I love you, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.